Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Ross Sapp, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, it is Fightful Wrestling. It is August 17th, 2022, and it's the return of List and your boy. Jimmy finally showed up to work. I mean, <laughs> had, to, had to quit everything else to do it. But yeah, here. exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm in my home office indefinitely now because yeah. what, what happened was I told the people in my regular company, I said, you know what? I have to do it for Sean. You do. I got to do it for him. He's he's making me so much money. Hand over fist. Right. Hand over fist. Hand and, over and, fist. And you, you laid out the terms. You're like the bingle season tickets, the, right. the, the mansion, the fantasy factory in Toronto. I got to give it all to him. I got to do it. Right. Right. And you know what? You can say you were joking about the Bengals tickets, but I know uh, no. that you're you're, Listen, you're 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 feeling the temperature of the water with that one. That's what you're doing. No, I was not joking about the Bengals tickets whatsoever. Oh, you're I'm being dead. you were being serious. Yes, I would 100 like Bengals season tickets, club seats in my deal on Fightful. Um, yeah, on Fightful. Yeah, I mean, uh, legitimately, last year a lot of the work I got done was during Bengals games, and it would be like days off, and then I'd find myself like typing away as the games were on, and I was like, wait. I've actually got these days off. I should go to the games, but um, so you realize turns- to expense it, you have to bring like clients that are going to benefit Fightful. That's how of you expense it. Of course, right? like who? Well, let's your wife see. doesn't count. Like, oh, who's, who's, who's- uh, hold on. Who runs the camera whenever I'm doing uh, interviews? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Who's in the background when I get into arguing matches at wrestling conventions? Looking like this shit again. You feel Who's, like you've been learning from me now. You're learning from me now with this shit. It's like how do how, how do I how do I just find one percent of reality that I look, can expense this whole thing? I'm gonna expense this shirt of Mickey Mouse slam dunk at a basketball because I'm wearing it on the air. You're on the podcast. Yeah, I'm wearing there it on you go. The show, right? Good for you, Sean Rossap. I mean, I'm, I'm about to go to Toy Vomit and buy a Jack's Bone Cruncher monster ring. I'm gonna review it on Figure Hall. Expense. Oh. Psh. Of course. My vinyl course. collection. I'm going to review it. Expense. Do they sell prototypes of the bone crushers? 
I'm sure they have them somewhere. I suppose you have it like line those up. Just, just, I told Sean, I finally got the FIFA credit card. I was reluctant to give you the number, Sean. Well, uh, I can't listen. I'm about to apply it to my internet service, to my YouTube TV, (laughs) but I can't because right now you just have the Canadian one. And every time it says state country, it'll, it only accepts us cards. Right. So you're waiting on the one I'm, I claim I'm going to get you. Yeah. Then I'm going (laughs) to. And I'm gonna do that. <laughs> You're gonna see so many Ticketmaster charges. Oh Jesus, Jesus. Oh Jesus. It's gonna be Christ. eight months down the road. You're gonna be like Jimmy. How come it's taking so long? I'll be like, dude, don't you know that the whole world is slowed down right now? Oh man. I mean, would it be unrealistic for me to claim my my figures as expenses? I literally do shows on all of them. You mean the ones you already bought? No, I buy them and then I do things on them but you asked about the prototypes i i got into jack's bone crunchers because it was inexpensive and i had that disposable income because i was trying to buy a house during the pan or before the pandemic then i just had that money laying around and uh what a terrible situation yeah i just got money just just sitting in the the, you know what's funny sean it wasn't a lot (laughs) so this is how people are sometimes i put up a picture on twitter i found i had daniel bryan's belt the 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 the, the environmental title and I put it up, and wouldn't you know there had to be that one person that said something like, oh, it must be nice to have enough disposable income that you can just have that belt laying around. It's like there's always got to be that one you, person, th- you know? That makes me, like, there are a few things that make me mad. That one gets close because, like, I was poor for 95% of my life, and if I post, like, anything, oh, you're rolling in it, huh? <laughs> I lived in a trailer for half my life. I worked really hard. I deserve what I got. <laughs> I thought it was I a nice to... trailer. It was not a nice trailer oh, whatsoever. Nice trailer. Uh, oh. It was not. But guys, while you're here, leave a thumbs up. Tap that bell for notifications. We had an interview with Billy Corgan drop the other day. I got one with Damian Priest coming up this week. Also, some news and notes. Uh, Will Washington's DAD, Day After Dynamite show, is now here on the main feed. Check that out. If you're a fan of him and Grapsity that airs on Saturdays, subscribe to Fightful Select. They are doing Ask Grapsity this week. We're hoping to make that a uh, regular feature. But you know what? If you want to justify me hopefully getting at least eight days off every fall and getting Bengals season tickets, please donate a Super Chat or a Humper Chat. You can go to HumperChats.com. You can actually leave them uh, leave them before we go on the air. Damn. Is is this real, Brian Bayless? Did LeBron get an extension with the Lakers for ninety-seven mil for two years? Is that real? Uh, maybe. Let me see. I was. I'm kind of surprised, honestly. I know he no. said he wanted. Yes, he said he, he wanted to play with his kid, right? He said he wanted yes, to play with his kid. Yes, he did. But uh. I mean, his kid. Uh, I don't even think his kid is in college yet. But uh. damn, I gotta say that I'm kind of surprised because the Lakers didn't do so hot last year. I told you my LeBron story, right? No, I haven't told you this story. No, I went to a Raptor game. It was it was the playoffs were coming. The uh, LeBron was on the Heat with Chris Bosh and uh, Dwayne Wade, and I was sitting next to the visitor bench. So so five feet away from me was the Heat bench, and when the game was going to start, they weren't on the bench, and everybody was complaining to security because people thought, well, the playoffs were already kind of set. They're going to probably take the game off so they don't get injured. Yeah. So when you're doing the national anthems, mm-hmm. I was on the edge of the end of the aisle. I stood in the aisle just for like extra room, you know. Yeah. And somebody taps me on the shoulder. He goes, "Excuse me, man." I turn around. It's LeBron, Bosch, and Dwayne Wade. 
And I proceeded to watch them the whole game because it was nothing but shenanigans out of those guys. Wow. They didn't play. They didn't play. And it was nothing but shenanigans. And I learned a lesson about what they do if they want a snack that is not a sponsor of the NBA. I learned what yeah. they do, Sean Ross. Yeah, you have told me that. You have. Yeah, LeBron wanted M&Ms. And he immediately tossed the bag to a trainer. And he put them in Gatorade cups. And him and Bosch and Dwayne ah. Wade, they made like they were drinking Gatorade and they were eating M&Ms. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I know this is a wrestling podcast. Yes, I know. I you know, know, we talk a lot about NBA. He's going to probably break the scoring record next year, which is is great. Um, he deserves him. all his success. He deserves he's, all he's, his success. He's outstanding. Um, yes. I, I know a lot of people look at the decision and they go, oh, my God, that was so ego-fueled. A lot of people don't remember this, but he said, okay, I'll broadcast this, but only if the Boys and Girls Club of, of America gets 100% of the ad revenue from this appearing on the air. So um I've got a lot of respect for him. I do too. even though even though I'm a Jordan guy, I grew up a Jordan fan, obviously, but uh go Raptors now. That documentary didn't make Jordan look very good. I didn't uh, think what I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Made the him look like dance. a bit of a dick, didn't you think? Yeah, no? sometimes you gotta be a dick to win. I, I mean, mean that's fair. That's fair. I, if it's okay, it's if it's something about wrestling, like I'm not gonna be a dick to our staff. To make us better at everything. But listen, I have played some sports. I, I trained with some people in MMA that were dicks while we trained. And then afterwards, they were completely fine. And I realized they were doing it to make me better. Now, it wasn't like like they weren't out here calling me a hoe like Jordan was doing to people he played with. And, I mean, I guess I was getting punched in the face. But sometimes those people are, are going to make you better. And that's... When it's Jordan, you just got to know. So is that why you act the way you do off the air? Because you're trying to make me better? Is that why? Yes. Yes. And Uh, let me tell you, it's an uphill battle sometimes, but I I believe in you. I I see. Thank you. Thank you. I strive to someday uh, achieve certain goals. Thank you. Well, we have the the big topic of today, Kenny Omega, uh, FightfulSelect.com. Please subscribe today. Uh, I'll shill that more in a bit. As reported that Omega is the plan tonight. We reported that uh, a month ago. Jacob Donnelly says, if you had to predict, do you think Kenny shows up with Don Callis tonight? Um, I don't think so. I think Callis joins later on. They're baby faces now. Yeah, and I, I think that that will be addressed. I think that, that Callis will be a thing that is brought up uh, soon enough. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't I don't think that he's going to. I don't think so. I don't think he would fit because I he, he's going to come back as a baby face. Do you think there's anyone else that they could possibly plug into that spot that will not be considered a disappointment because everybody thinks it's Kenny Omega. Nobody, nobody they could possibly plug into that spot. Possibly not, not, not unless the rock comes strolling down the aisle. You know what I mean? Like otherwise, Uh, Kota Ibushi wouldn't piss off some people because of the story, but it's gotta be Kenny Omega. It's gotta be Kenny Omega. And, um, big J says, happy Kenny Omega day, fellas. How would you book the return tonight? Him come out first, LFI come out first. Crowd's going to be so hot. I'm assuming you can't close with it. No, um, I would. I would open. So remember when Punk came back, and we talked about how you got to put him on right out of the shoot because everybody yeah. knows, and they're going to kind of the fans will take over the broadcast. And I realize people don't chant Kenny Omega the way they do CM Punk. Yeah, but I think right out of the shoot, I think you start the show with that with that six man matchup. But he's been a heel for years, so that's why they haven't really he, chanted it like that. Well, that's fair, too. That's fair, too. But we, we've seen so many times when someone's been away, even if they were a heel, the people miss them. 
Sure. So he but is going to get a big response. You, you'll have people doing that Terminator chant where they like thump on the ring and stuff like that. Like they'll be there for him. Um, Daniel I've missed him too, man. I've missed him like that. That what I love about Omega is how he goes from zero to 60 like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's so good in the ring. Daniel R says, what would intrigue you more? The elite in WWE for a year or bloodline in AEW for a year? Well, I think the elite would be better in WWE than bloodline would be in AEW. But I would say bloodline in AEW just because I can't imagine Roman Reigns ever possibly being anywhere but where he is. Meanwhile, I've seen the elite in ROH, in New Japan, in AEW, in PWG. They were in talks with WWE. So that has, has appeared as somewhat of a possibility in the past. 100% agree. In terms of intrigue, I 100% agree. Roman is the guy you would never, or, or the Usos for that matter. You would yeah. never expect those guys uh, to, to leave WWE. So I agree. That would be very interesting. Roman especially would be very interesting. Guys, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. BS Slow says, heading to Dynamite tonight. Excited for the show. Big fan of Fightful. Hope you all have a great post show. We will be here right after the show. Jimmy, am I coming to Toronto for the AEW shows? So I want to talk about, uh, I want to give props to Sean Ross app. <laughs> I want to give props to Sean Ross app because Brandon Thurston released the top 20 wrestling related Patreons. And I should note, Sean, with a public count, because Matt yeah. Cardona was trying to ruffle some feathers. So with a public count and uh, Fightful Select is head and shoulders above everybody else, more than three times the subs of the number two ranked channel uh, and all the credit to you. So, uh, so Select's doing well. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, you got you got the little gra- the little chart yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, and uh, do like to pat myself on the back for this, but uh, I am just ecstatic about this because, as I've mentioned in the past, I didn't want to do a paywall, yep. but it is it has changed my life and it has uh, helped out a lot of our staff. Immensely. So what you're what you're saying in a runabout way is that I have changed your life and I have helped. All of the staff. That's what. Well, I'm not getting paid a dollar fifty an article anymore. So yeah, you did, Jimmy. Um, But yeah, even since then, we are over eight thousand sixty four. Now, I know a lot of you don't give a shit about the business end of this, but I know for a lot of people, the reason they didn't sign up for Fightful Select is because it'd be the middle of the month or something like that. And Patreon sucks with this because they would bill you that day and then again on the first of the next month. Yep. Uh, now, once that first month goes by, it doesn't matter. You're getting billed on the first of the month anyway. But we were one of the first Patreons in on the platform to get anniversary billing, which is now in effect. So now if you subscribe today, you will be billed September 17th. It's no, right. it's no longer that old format. So if that was anything that held you back, don't worry. Uh, I know that for a while people were like, oh, well, we're going to wait until you integrate it on .com. That ain't coming anytime soon. We're going to be on Patreon for the foreseeable future. So uh, go over there and subscribe. It's not just exclusive wrestling stories, which we have at least two or three of a day. But now there's almost daily shows over there. We have over 30 shows a month on Fightful Select. We have all kinds of great Q&As and things like that. Um and if you have a question about a story, you can ask us there. Drop it in my DMs, probably ain't going to get it done. But if you <laughs> if you comment on Fightful Select, that will get it done. Uh, and I want to thank everybody who has subscribed because it's it's been very, very incredible. So has been really you awesome. You know, you know what I love, Sean? So I last weekend I had a barbecue with some of my old friends. And they're I consider them casual wrestling fans at best. At yeah. best. 
And one of them, uh, he goes, you know, every sports platform that I cover or that I follow, like Bleacher Report, ESPN, he said, all they ever do is uh, talk about when it comes to wrestling, Fightful and Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful Select. And I love it when I hear that stuff. So be happy too. I mean, honestly, uh, wish I would have had a pen name, wish I would have had a fake name. That would have been nice, but uh, I'm too far in. But hey, I mean, it's 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 good, and I get to meet so many cool people. Even though I haven't been traveling as much lately for work as <laughs> as I were before, I have what? I didn't go to Double or Nothing. I'm not going to All Out. I didn't. I'm not going to Arthur Ashe. Feels like every to- three weeks, you're like, hey, Jimmy. So I'm going to this, and can I expense this? And I'm going to do that. I Holy drove to shit. Nashville, drove to Louisville, drove to Cincy, all for for wrestling shows. Uh, Tim Traver says, "Hi, Sean. Hi, Jimmy. My day is better now. Well, I'm glad that I could outweigh." This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the negative that Jimmy caused. That's for sure. And look That's all this. I bring. That's all I bring. Yeah. Matt Reichel said, Bengals Jets week three at MetLife. If Sasha and Naomi are returning, returning to Cardiff, how hard will it be to hide them on an international flight? Um, I would be, I don't think they're returning at Cardiff. I, I don't, I would imagine somewhere else if they did, but I considered going to Arthur Ashe and staying for like four or five days for the Bengals Jets game, but it's too much to not do media, but I don't think they're coming back. Um, in Cardiff, but I mean, that's just my, my hunch. My now hunch. I'm not a football guy. Bengals jets. Is that like some rivalry or something? Um, it, Denise and I are a rivalry. Got and it. She's and a that's, jets fan. Got it. That's why you were going to stay with her basically for the, for the game. No, no, I was just going to go. I've, I know a couple people in New York. Uh, it was a, honestly a relatively inexpensive game to go to because nobody wants to go to jets games. Oh. So yeah. Uh, but another big question, Josh Cardenas says, does AEW have any legal options against WWE? So this is uh, due to a Fightful Select report that, boy, let me tell you, a whole lot of people are incorrectly speculating about. But there was a a prominent AEW talent that was contacted by WWE's talent relations department about the possibility of coming back to the company. And that person referred WWE to their attorney. I don't know where the conversation went or if it did at that point. Now, this is a claim of that talent to AEW management. So I found this out. Um, I was able to kind of dig around and find out who it was. And that person did confirm it to me. Uh, they said they'd rather stay anonymous for now. Or, and I believe management even would like preferred that as well. Because I don't know that management was necessarily thrilled that I found out either. Because it's not the type of thing that they really unnecessary drama for some some situations. But Jimmy, what did you think when you heard this? Did they refer WWE to AEW attorneys or their own? Their own. Their own. 
there's too many unknowns to, to call it contract tampering, yeah. in my opinion. And I'll, I'll give you an example. So, so although this isn't even a good example because Luger, I don't think, had a contract. But when Sting brokered a meeting with Bischoff and Luger, uh, but he didn't have a contract, so that doesn't even count. The fact, though, that, say, Sting would talk to Luger, that's not – I don't consider that contract tampering. No. Having the meeting with Bischoff, if he has a contract, sure – but talking to Sting, not necessarily. I would need to know what did, you know, who was the employee with WWE? What did they say? If it was just a high level, hey, are you available? I don't consider that contract tampering. You know? Um, I I don't know if it was that. I mean, this it was told to me in an effort to bring them back. But I don't know in what capacity that was. Right. I don't know if somebody said that. I do know that the person worked in talent relations. Right. So. I mean, when you think back to Kevin Nash, right? When Nash talked to Sean... And I can't recall if Vince was part of that conversation, but when he talked to Sean and Nash decided, I'm going to tell him I'm going to go back and be a bouncer and yeah. I'm going to get my release. And then I'm going to fax the release to WWE. And then I'm going to immediately, that was absolutely contract tampering. Yes. But, but in this situation, you know, there's too many unknowns to really make that call at this, at this point. Yeah. There's uh there's, there's a lot of ways around it too. Like, do I think it's an accident when people in WWE like higher ups or, people who work in specific departments say, oh yeah, media member, we'd love to have Britt Baker and MJF on our team when their contracts are up. Right. I mean, they know what that motivates. They know that that gets people like that. And I'm not saying either one. Okay. I can say that at least one of those two <laughs> did that uh, because that's the crux of the situation, but that makes them go. So right now I could probably be getting paid two, $3 million a year and, you know, cause a little bit of frustration. I saw Jimmy and all due respect to these people, but I saw like dozens of people saying I would never go to my bosses and say this. Um, I can tell you what I've done multiple times when companies have hit me up. I tell Jimmy van and I even say what this person said, Hey, I've got no real desire to go to this place, but I just want you to know there's an interest here. That's gotten me. Three raises and two contracts. My response every time is just fucking go, Sean. Go. <laughs> go. I mean, and I saw um, saw a Twitter follower say, it's the reason I've got a, a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox right now is because I've I've told them that. So, yeah. No, and again, I, I for some reason, I'm going to keep going back to Kevin Nash today. Nash and Hall, when they had the fake Razor Diesel, and somehow WCW management thought they were really going to go, even though they had a contract, <laughs> yes. gave them both raises. You know what I mean? Take well, it. Nash claimed it. they were on deal memos the whole time. If you remember. Oh, is that what it was? That's what Nash claimed. Uh, he claimed that they uh, were on deal memos and that because of that promotion on, on WWE TV, that WCW was like, uh, let's get you on paper contracts now oh, but that's what okay. they claim okay okay i could have swore you said that okay all right well whatever whatever tom brady says any update on johnny or candace coming soon i would be shocked if they didn't i would be shocked if they didn't i think that johnny is probably very open to going back now i was supposed to interview him last week and uh life got in the way we couldn't do it but hopefully very soon i just something just popped into my head and i'm, I'm going to talk about triple h more in a bit but just this just popped into my head what are you hearing if anything about the talents feeling when it comes to, you know, how everybody was kind of walking on eggshells. like, Oh, they can release anybody. They, they can release anybody. So, I had so, a, I had a very funny conversation with one wrestler that says, well, I'm going to meet with triple H soon. And basically that's going to determine if I'm a, a Vince guy or a triple H guy for the rest of my life. 
and like they, they joked about it because Vince is gone. Yeah. Like the same conversations that I, I had a month ago where people said, oh yeah, we're assuming that we're never going to have to work with John Laurinaitis ever again. And they were right. Um, I've been getting a lot of those about Vince McMahon. Never got one of those about Kevin Dunn, who seems to be firmly entrenched there. So the talent seemed to think that he would stick around as well. But now these these wrestlers are of the belief now. Now that these three weeks have happened and all these wrestlers are back yeah. and all this creative has changed, they're like, okay, I'm really not going to have to deal with Vince again or get to deal with Vince again, however they look at it. But uh, yeah. I want to I want to talk Vince for a minute. So um, they just released a press release WWE because it was back in June when they came up with that special committee of board members and they did the uh, investigation into sure. his alleged, alleged misconduct. They released a statement and I thought it was weird wording. They said, "Here's a, here's a, a, a an excerpt." They said, "All payments underlying the unrecorded expenses and the unrecorded expenses now are nineteen point six million dollars." All payments underlying the unrecorded expenses were, were or will be paid by Mr. McMahon personally. The special committee investigation is substantially complete. Substanti substantially means it's not done. Yeah. So I thought the yeah. wording was weird. Why would they send that out saying, you know, it's almost done. It's not done, but it's almost done. You know, I thought that was weird wording. And then Stephanie on the conference call, the quarterly conference call, which happened to be yesterday, August 16th. Yeah. She said... Vince is still controlling shareholder and he still has his eyes on what is best for our business. Sure. That's what she said. So I was going to ask you, is there still from what you hear any influence? Sounds like there's not. No. In fact, I've, I've heard that he's got sort of limited access to some of the happenings in that regard. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what that entails. That's just what I was told, yeah. but here's, here's the big money news. Caden says, congrats to Jimmy on selling to Jeremy Lambert. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I wanted to keep it under wraps, Sean. What I wanted to do is I wanted to announce it at his wedding because you were going to be present and I, I wanted him be. to announce it at his wedding. And unfortunately the cat came out of the bag a little bit too soon. So uh, that's why I'm at home now, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to, as, as, as uh, that gentleman put it, that Lambert guy. Yeah. Van Twinblade says Denise and Will successfully coexisted on Quizlemania. Then Adam took a big dump on Quizzlemania in the bank. Well, I can't wait to see that. I did a run-in with RJ City over there as well. We are the rightful champions. Tom Brady says, any word truth to the report that Gunther was going to get buried? I hadn't heard anything about that until WrestleVotes had put that out there. Um, I had always heard that Vince McMahon liked Gunther. So, no, I, I hadn't heard that. I haven't heard any follow-up. He's doing awesome. He's doing awesome. D'Lo Diggs says, Thoughts on the G1 with the finals being tomorrow. Have you been following along with the G1? I watch it in like gigantic clusters. Yeah, I have not. I have not uh, had a chance. So uh, it's going to be Osprey, Okada. I mean, that's, you know, that's obviously a big one. I think it's almost at, at probably as big as they can do. Um, I think you have Osprey go over there, but especially if he's going to come here and start doing a thing with Omega. Right. 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 Battle cry or devil's sky battle cry. CM says, if you could book it, how would you bring MJF back to AEW? My idea is to have him mall punk after the pay-per-view match with Mox. Um, he lost his last match. The whole thing about AEW is people getting it on merit unless he undermines that merit. And that's, Which, and he would do that. He would, he would do that. Yeah, he would. Um, 
I think that would have to play into it because otherwise he got squashed in his last match. And I, I will say this. It's better when baby faces don't complain about things that happen to them. So Wardlow shouldn't be like, I crushed you and I've won every match since. It should be FTR that say, uh, that's kind of bullshit because our boy crushed you and has won every match since. That's a, that's a tactic I wish more companies would do. Don't have a baby face come out on the mic and whine and complain. Because even if they are legitimate excuses, people will pick up anything as an excuse. But... um if you're doing it that way, I think that's that's probably the way to do it. He might be the only guy that could come back after an extended break and still get booed. Might be. I think he'll get cheered when he shows up, but then he'll, yeah. he'll work. Then he'll get booed. Yeah. 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 Ke seven seven five says, "Is NXT UK done? In your opinion, I think it's heading to being done. I think it's very close to being done. Uh, but listen, if you want to watch shows in the US, if you want to watch shows in the UK." NordVPN.com slash Fightful is the fastest VPN in the world. You get four months free. I'm still waiting on that graphic from Melissa, and I don't have it. So it says one additional month free, but there's four. There's four months free. Great deal. 30-day money-back guarantee. Look at that. They got me looking like John Carlo from GCW (laughs) in that. But NordVPN.com slash Fightful has that online threat protection. Jimmy, put that thing down. Isn't that cool? Lufisto is from Canada. She drew all That's those. Right. And That's you know right. what? If you want to virtually be from Canada, NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to do that. And you can subscribe to the WWE Network if you missed that layout. You missed the, all the content on there. NordVPN.com has you covered. They've got three great tiers as well that you can choose from. So you're covered no matter what you want. Block online trackers, annoying pop-up ads, and stupid stuff like what Jimmy is doing. Surf anonymously and safely. If you're t- sick of those targeted ads, like, I don't know. J- look at that. Jimmy used all three of the wishes on whatever that thing was for me to, to run Fightful. And I got us a NordVPN.com spo- slash Fightful sponsorship, and I love it. It's great. You know it's what this great. is, Sean Ross app? Who cares? This is going to surprise you. This is oh going to surprise you. So back in, uh, oh, there's no there's no year on this, but it was a long ass time ago. I was probably like 10. I took first place in a poem writing contest, Sean. <laughs> That's what this is from. First right, place. Let's, let's hear it. First, I don't know what the poem was. I don't have it anymore, but I got first place in a poem writing contest, and that's what they gave me. Let's do there it. Let's, let's have you write a poem on the flies. <laughs> Fightful Poetry Slam. Let's I, go. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody come up with a topic. And I will write a poem, and I will read it on the listening board. Yes. Come up with a topic. Yes. How about we do one about you, Sean? How about not? Yeah. Let's Daniel do that. R. Yeah. Daniel R. says, "Should Mox walk out of All Out Champion? I think he should. Nope. I think it should be CM Punk, and then CM Punk versus Kingston at Arthur Ashe main event there, and they can have a killer match and go through that. I agree. Punk's the hot hand right now. I agree." Nerd Guru says, do you think they win all the titles, then address the head nod in the Hangman match, or does that happen before All Out? What I would like, Jimmy, is Kenny Omega to say something like, that loss affected me so much, I still haven't watched it back. Because what he's referring to is how the Young Bucks were ringside and they could have prevented Hangman from winning, but they gave him the head nod. Mm. So if Omega still hasn't watched the match, hasn't been online, hardly anything like that, you can justify them not seeing that. And I, I think that's important to do. 
Interesting. Uh, are there any other super chats or can I get to another topic? You can get to another topic. Okay. I want your opinion on this. And, and this is something we've talked about before, but now Tony Khan has actually kind of addressed it. So I want your opinion. So he did an interview with Superstar Crossover, which is a show on iHeartRadio. He yeah. said in that interview that he can't get everyone on TV because they've only got three hours a week. That's what he yes. said. And yet, despite him admitting that they have too much talent and he can't get everyone on TV, he is still seemingly announcing a new signing weekly. Like it seems every or, week. Or I week. am. <laughs> or you are. Somebody is. Somebody is. Yeah. So my question for you is two-part question. The first part is, are you aware of any more contracts that are soon to expire? Because I can understand cycling content in and out. That's a part of business. So do, are you aware of that? Because otherwise, unless he's stocking the covers for Ring of Honor, why are you continuing to sign talent when you yourself have admitted that you can't get everyone on television? So, yeah, there's going to be a fairly steady stream of contracts that are either like expiring or there are a lot of people that had full-time deals when AEW started and they have been moved to per appearances or, or tiered or something. I mean, we talked to Alan Angels who said that he was offered a, uh, a per appearance deal to remain with the company and he didn't do it. So they're going to be freeing up a lot of that stuff. And, and a lot of those are the people that they can't get on TV. Got it. Got it. There, okay. there are coaches that they had brought in or, or managers that are going to end up expiring and they won't be renewed, I'm sure, or they'll find different roles for them. Right. There's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. Got it. So a lot of guys then, if they're not on TV, they're not necessarily getting paid. Some of them. Some uh, of them. I don't know exactly how their tiered deals work, but I think they're, I, I don't want to speak on it without yeah. knowing. Okay. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Uh, next, I want to ask you about the Triple H regime because we're a few weeks in. And contrary to what Vince Russo thinks, I have seen notable, notable, notable changes. <laughs> Isn't that uh, insane? Like yeah. I don't want to spend, I don't really want to spend too much time talking yeah. about him or his, his lackeys that he puts on, on his show. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and Kate posted that tweet right afterwards. He's yep. like, she's like, what, what are you talking about? Like he's, what is he watching that he doesn't notice any changes? And then he tries to say, Oh, that won't bring in one single new viewer. And then I'm like, hey, homeboy, first time since the beginning of the pandemic. Now, keep in mind, beginning of the pandemic and a smooth month into the pandemic are way different. Yep. Beginning of the pandemic, everybody's got their ass home. They ain't got shit to do but watch TV. And this is the first time since the start of the pandemic that Raw has draw one, drawn 1.9 million viewers four straight weeks. And let me tell you, there are probably less cable homes now than there were then because of the nature of, of where things are going. But, and that was WrestleMania season, Jimmy. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I, I just don't know how the hell he really believes it, but Kate said less rematches promos sound like they're delivered by human beings. The mid card titles matter utilizing um, talent that fans like following their own rules, less DQs, better pacing, uh, yeah, I mean, like, they're significant stuff. Matches get more time. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it's been noticeable. I mean, obviously, by no means is it perfect. I mean, there, there's there's still a couple things I need. I think that they should work on. The first is the stupid names. Because, yeah. like, Madcap is dumb. Theory losing his first name is stupid. Braun Break is dumb. Like, I hope that Hunter will kind of fix that. But the changes have been noticeable. The only one thing that I think that they need, they need to improve upon where I'm actually going to agree with Vince Russo 
is I think they need to improve upon the storytelling because under Vince, a lot of programs existed just based on rematches. Like the guys would rematch sure. so often that suddenly they're in a program. And I feel like they're kind of still lacking in good storytelling, but it takes time. I mean, Hunter's been at, at the helm for I, what, three weeks. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, here's, here's the ultimate thing. Winning and losing a match is a story. And when the top prizes are worth more, the pursuit to get there becomes a story. When you get there, that becomes a story. If you lose a match when you you've won like three or four in a row and you're you're a talent that that is is really emerging and then you finally get that title shot, that is a story. Like AJ and and Bobby Lashley told a story. Champa told a hell of a story last week. Winning that tournament, getting there, um doing the Harley race thing. There was a story told right there. Sure. Sure. Like, but I, I guess I'm talking like the long-term stuff, you know, like, like Austin McMahon, like, you know, sure. like the long-term stuff. But you, to me, you got to get the people over first. You got to condition the audience to know that these wins and losses matter because ultimately if winning and losing didn't matter, well, what the hell was Austin that upset about? He was upset because Vince McMahon actively tried to keep him from championships. Right. That's why he was so mad. And then their hate developed into something more long-term. But it all started with Vince McMahon being like, uh, I don't want you to have this championship if you're going to act the way that you do. And Austin's like, no, this championship means a lot to me, and I will act the way that I want. So, uh, How would you grade Hunter on a 1 to 10 scale so far? I would say a good 7, because it's stuff that just should be happening in general. But on the WWE scale, it's a 10. On the WWE <laughs> scale compared to what I've been watching, it's a 10. But a lot of this is just stuff that just should happen. This is basic stuff. Right. Now, a side note on Hit Row, because Hit Row was one of the acts that he brought back. And a side note on them, there was a lot of sediment online. And people are, are just so stupid online sometimes. There was a lot of sediment online about Swerve Strickland. He's wasting away in AEW. He needs to go back to WWE now that Hit Row is back. I, I realize most of the people watching this podcast know how, how ludicrous that is. And I know that some of the people complaining, they probably even know how ludicrous that is. Not only is he one half of the tag team champions, not only did he main event Dynamite a couple of weeks ago, so he's in a good spot. But there was actually a few people that tried to kind of double down and say, well, yeah, but he has a lot less exposure than, than he would on SmackDown. Again, I think about Kevin Nash. This is like the Kevin Nash episode of Wisdom today. I think about Kevin Nash. When he decided to leave WWE to go back to WCW, money and dates were two big ones for him. Yeah. Money and dates. Swerve Strickland, at the most, works two days a week because they don't have live events. So at the most, he works two days a week and then maybe a quarterly pay-per-view. He probably makes as much or more now than he did when he was in WWE. If you are, are Swerve Strickland, so you're in a good spot, you're a tag team champion, you're, you're featured prominently on the show, you're working less dates, you're probably making more money. Why on earth? More freedom. I, I, I've i never, well, I've not spoken to him about that and whether or not he's happy, but also WWE fired him. Right. That's a lot of people forget about that. They fired him. He could be in WWE right now. They could still have hit row. Right. He could be intercontinental champion or whatever champion that they would so choose. Vince didn't see the value there. Cut him. So I, I disagree with that. I mean, would it be cool to see hit row back together? Sure, I guess. But he wasn't a, an original part of that group. The hitmakers were going to be just 
the three that you see now, Ashanti, B-Fab, and Top Dalla, and then Triple H wanted to add Swerve to it. So I, listen, Hit Row isn't even his best team in the last year. So like I think he's doing all right. He's a tag team champion. Yeah. He's about to have a high profile match, likely against FTR at All Out. I think he's doing fine. I think, I think so we too. should let that guy tell us whether or not he's happy. I mean, I, I, I'm sure Will could probably give us some insight on that as well. But man, I just the, the tribalism is so weird. Now, if you there, there are plenty of talent that you could say like, well, what what's going on with them? Mm-hmm. Like I I look at a at and Athena, and I'm like, okay, well, she hasn't been put in a whole lot of big situations in AEW yet, and I feel like if she was still a free agent, Triple H would have picked her up and probably given her uh, a prominent spot, but that's all hypothetical, mm-hmm. and we never know what will happen, especially with Chris Statlander injured. I, think, I mean, well, we know Chris, Chris Statlander being injured did move things in an upward direction for Athena. It thinned out the death chart. Ah, man, it's too bad. But you know what? It does feel like wrestling is on a high right now. It feels like there's momentum in wrestling because AEW, all of the injured talents coming back, you know, Brian came back, punk came back. Kenny Omega's coming back. Uh, the ratings for WWE, like they, like you said, they've improved all three hours of raw this week. Even the third hour beat the series finale of better call Saul on AMC. Yeah. It beat it in viewers and it beat it in the key demo. You like, watch that, by the way? I haven't yet because my wife and I, she's out of town. We watch it together. It's very good. I've heard. I've heard. But WrestleTix, uh, they claim that over 62,000 tickets have sold for Clash at the Castle on September 3rd. That's a big number. WWE says they've sold over 90,000 tickets combined for nights one of and two of WrestleMania next year. So it feels like there's this positive momentum. But I do have a question for you. They need a world champion on both brands in WWE. How yes. do you think they're going to split those titles? And do you think that Drew McIntyre is going to play into the title picture at Clash? Do you think that he has any chance with Roman at Clash? Otherwise, how are they going to split the titles? Or do you think they will split the titles? Yeah, I think they will. I think they should. And I think that, that Drew should win one of them. I thought the triple threat idea was a good one. Like put Cross in there and then yes. do something where Reigns doesn't get pinned. Because when Reigns gets pinned, it should be somebody who... I think it should be somebody in their first title win. I think it should be something like that. And then you're able to keep the universal title on him. But I think that's the way it should go. Will it go like that? I don't know. I know it's been pitched. However, a pitch and it actually happening are are far different things. I saw somebody uh, or a few people suggested, why don't they do like best two out of three falls? Uh, I hate that shit. Hate that shit. Where one is for one belt, one is for another? Hate that shit. So they've lame. done that before, haven't they? I feel like that's been yeah, done yeah, before. yeah. They did that with Angle, Benoit, and Jericho at WrestleMania 2000 for the European and Intercontinental titles because Angle lost both of them without losing any matches. If you remember, right. I think. Right, right, okay. I mean, obviously, you want to keep Drew strong, especially if they're going to do him and Rock at Mania because it sure feels like Rock is is wanting to come back. He's doing yeah. a lot of wrestling related stuff again, but. uh you got to have your world title. Now, granted, Hunter's doing a good job, job with the mid, uh, mid-card mid titles, better than they had been handled in a long time. Yeah. Oh, but he immediately established them. I have 100%. And, and that, that goes a long way in the storytelling business, Jimmy, because when you have more prizes that people actually see worth fighting for, that adds so much. Intercontinental title, main eventing a show. You've got the United States title. 
being contested among effectively seven, seven, eight people now because you had the six people in that mini tournament who fought their hearts out, had banger matches. We saw cool spots. Then Ciampa won it. Ciampa did this whole Harley race thing, showed how important it was to him. Then he he got beat. Like it doesn't have to necessarily lead to a title win. You can tell those individual stories within. And I, I love that. I just think that they did incredibly well. Well, Champa came out looking better than he went in against Lashley. He looked really strong. Yeah. And that video package that they did on SmackDown for the IC title, where they showed Brett with it and Savage with it and 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 Steve Austin, that video package did more for the Intercontinental title than the last like five years of this man's book. Yeah. Like it was really strong, I thought. It was incredible. Um, yeah. it it infused it with, with energy, kind of like AG1. <laughs> Our friends at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Use our link, get one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Look at Jimmy, just so desperate to not put over our sponsors. No, you put looking, it over. You put it over. You're looking for good anything to distract him. But you know what? Nothing's going to distract you from 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients that include a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. That probiotic is great for your gut health. That multivitamin is better than the ones that you're going to buy at the store. It's not a tablet. You don't want to take multivitamin tablets because it'll pass right through your system. doesn't absorb nearly as well as AG1. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful helps aid in your health and digestion. That immune system replaces a bunch of uh, products and pills. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And not only this. They have worked to improve obsessively their formula over the last decade. Over 53 improvements. That's once every couple of months. Every two or three months, they're changing with science to make sure that this product is best for you. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, it's got less than one grams of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. I take it every morning, mix it up in my athletic green shaker that you see far on the right there, and we're good to go. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Have you ever seen this like foamy clay stuff? You ever seen this stuff? My daughter made this for me. It's like Play-Doh, but it's like foamy, and then it dries hard like that. You ever seen that? Never. Yeah, she made that. It's like a donut person, Sean. Isn't that cool? I guess. Yeah, come on. It's my kid, Sean. I guess. You should you should put it over and say that's incredible. That's amazing. Shit artist that amazing. kid. Shit shit at art. It's uh, horrible. Wait you till you be, want you should wait, be ashamed. Wait till, <laughs> wait till you want your Bengals tickets. Wait Jimmy, till you want your Bengals tickets. Jimmy, she brought that home and Jimmy is like, what is this? She, she put made the it shit, at home, Sean. The shit in front of my face. Oh, it shows, Jimmy. That much I tell you. <laughs> What'd you do? I'm gonna school her in art. I'm gonna tell her she just so she knows she knows that Sean, she knows the guy that I do this with his name Sean. She knows this. And I'm gonna say, hey baby, so Sean says that this is garbage. So I would like you to make the decision. Should daddy get Sean tickets for a football game? Listen, listen. No, first off, game, games. Well, right, right. Should you know? Fightful should. Right, Fightful should. Fightful right. should get it for me. I don't care if you do it. Right. Fightful should do it. Fightful Bill, should. Bill Hemmett says, sending love from the UK. Do you think Hunter will bring back the old IC title belt as he's a sucker for the past? I would love it. I mean, they, they did that for a while. I think they're going to move onward and upward. They had the white the strap, though. 
Yeah, but I mean, they, they, I mean, so? I didn't like it with the white strap. I agree. Okay. And you know what I would love to see? I would love to see the winged eagle. I would love to see that. That's a great I, title. Great belt. I would love to see different main title belts. I can't stand those. Can't stand those. I agree. I agree. K775 says, do you think Santos Escobar comes to Raw or SmackDown solo, or does Legato come with him? Well, I think he should be on SmackDown. Um, and I think, well, yeah, I think he should be on SmackDown because the draft will, will change everything. But also, I think you need to bring up teams as well. Like, I Raw is very bare. Again, the draft will change that. But when is the draft tentatively scheduled? Tentatively early to mid-September. Okay, so it's been a month away. Yeah. I yeah. think Santos is on my list this week because he lost the street fight against Tony D and he had to leave uh, NXT. I think they should bring the whole group. I think they should bring the whole group too. And his really entrance, well. did you see his entrance coming in off the yeah. street? Yeah. You know, like, he's, yeah, I'd bring the whole group. He's also a guy that's had great stuff with Karrion Cross in the past. I loved him on Lucha Underground. He was, he was fantastic. It's King Cuerno. Nerd Drew says, Battle Cry or Kingdom? Oh, I love Kingdom. Says, side note, Kenny's entrance at Arthur Ashe was like an out-of-body experience. You can attest to that, Sean. It was unreal. I can attest that the, um, that the, concessions line that i was in when he made that entrance was an out-of-body experience and and that being that i wish i was out of my body so i could have actually seen kenny omega's entrance but how was the food quality not good from what i remember not was it good. better was it better than cleveland when you got your hair cut cleveland uh cleveland had the absolute worst nachos i've ever tried in my my life at a venue um there were a couple places that had some good ones. I can't remember the last place I was. Well, I tell you, WWE's at, at SummerSlam was bad. It was very bad. Um, very dry. I feel like the last AEW show I went to, I can't remember where it was, but I feel like they did. They had some good ones. Or maybe it was Money in the Bank where I was at that for Vegas T-Mobile. I think maybe they did all right. But are nachos your gauge? So like whenever, let's say if I'm trying at a new pub or something, I will typically get a burger. Because I that will tell me if it's a if it's a decent place. Are nachos your because I think when I saw you in Toronto, you got nachos then too. Not really. Like nachos are the safe bet. If everything you else you see looks like really like garbage, then you you grab some of that. Um, I actually I went to a baseball game with my wife and Cher Delaware and my friend Corey, and she had gotten us club seats for that. Cher Delaware did. And you get the food up there. And there was some there was some pretty good food up there. So that was that was cool. But I mean that's baseball a little bit different. Was it was it as good as the food in the J suite? It depends on what year. Some years it's better than others. Really? Yeah, some years. Every it's how than many, others. how many have I ever brought you to? Three, right? No, 2017, 2018, 2019, and this year. Four. So four. And you're telling me that there was a year where the food was kind of off the mark? I would say the middle years peaked. Yeah, I'd say pre-pandemic wow. it peaked. Really? So like this year you thought it was shit? Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't think it was shit. I thought it was was decent, but... Man, the the, the, the level of gratitude when you're offered like... What? Do you want me to be honest? Food. Do you want me to lie to the people? It was I all right. I you liked it, except for maybe the meatball sub because you couldn't finish the challenge. Uh, I like the meatball sub actually. That's what I ate there. Oh, was okay. I ate I ate one right before that challenge, and then oh, I saw somebody that. shove that whole thing in their face, and I said, "Nope, I'm good." Yeah, 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 yeah. But awesome. we got uh, 
the BEP junior says, did you catch Becky's IG live stuff last night? I didn't, unfortunately, maybe uh, give me a little rundown. Was that but, the rock, uh, the rock one? Uh, she did one, maybe, she did yeah, one grind oh, maybe. if so, I did. I did. Yeah. That was awesome. That yeah, was, that is, that was cool. It's so clear that rock, you can tell now that he is itching to do something because, Why and, and it. the, and the dark side of the ring collaboration too, that he's yep. doing with the territory. So he definitely looks like he's itching to get back in there. So uh, we'll see what happens next year. Reminder, guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. Uh, Nerd Guru had also asked, what do you think Kenny's matches this year for Grand Slam? Uh, it should be Will Ospreay, I think. I think it should absolutely be Will Ospreay. And Drew with a big one. Thank you so much, Drew. Says, one thing you can always say about Tony Khan is he does not like to bait and switch. CM Punk's debut would not have been teased if he wasn't delivering CM Punk. BTE had the start of Kenny's music to close the episode. Is it 8 p.m. yet? Yeah, I think Tony is smart enough to understand, like, you, you can't do that. You can't troll your audience. That's There are some exceptions. Shawn Michaels in Montreal hitting Brett's music was great, but what they didn't do is they didn't tease it. They didn't advertise it ahead of time. It was a very much on-the-spot thing, and it turned into a great moment. Had they said for weeks and hinted, like, uh-oh, the excellence of execution. He, 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 the Hart family is coming back. Uh, huh, huh. And then he did that. That would have been something else. XX Crixus says, do AEW women feel appreciated? Do you know if TK is working on giving the women more time? I haven't heard anything about it, um, but there, there, of course, you can't necessarily lump everybody in with the same sort of feeling. I know that Thunder Rosa was frustrated after uh, she won the title because she wasn't booked for TV, didn't have a significant program. Then there's other people that are very happy with what they're doing. Uh, it, it really depends. But I haven't heard of anything from a, a wide, wide like casting a wide net about it. I actually had the depth of the women's division in WWE on my list today because okay. they are deep, man. Yeah, they are. So, so you think back to the last time that you know there was like a glory period with the women. It seems, and it feels like it was when the four horsemen women came up. That was when you had these four new girls that were all kind of established in NXT, and you knew that they were good. When you look at the up and comers right now, either they've already been called up or they are you know still in NXT. What a like Dakota Kai, Io Sky, Cora Jade, Ivy Nile, Nikita Lyons, Raquel Rodriguez, Roxanne Perez, Zia Lee, Shotzi, Wendy Chu. These are all people that are kind of up and comers or they're still in NXT. Yeah. Then the established people, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Bailey, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Mandy Rose, Alexa Bliss, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan. Oh, I look at Sasha Naomi, potentially. I, I look at Sarai, Wendy Chu, uh, several uh, toxic attraction. They're all ready to come up. Like I think Nikita Lyons has a lot of work to do, uh, a lot to do there. Uh, but she's one that obviously they like an awful lot. So I mean, that is a deep roster, man. Yeah, Wendy, Wendy Chu, Wendy Chu should be brought up at the draft. To me, there is a great role for a Santino in the women's division, in that somebody who, and I think she's better in the ring than Santino ever was. Uh, all due respect to Santino, but talking she, about his daughter, are you talking about? No, 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 Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu. Uh, I think that she's got a good comedic gimmick, but she can kill it in the ring as well. And I think there's a great role for that. Jay Kane says, Jimmy, your thoughts on Triple H so far. Do you feel a momentum shift from AEW to WWE? Do we get Rock Roman at Mania? I think Hunter's done a really good job so far. I understand that it's a it's a high-demand position that he's in. 
And these things we talked about that I don't think have been really addressed yet. It's been three weeks. I think that you have to give him an opportunity. Kevin Dunn. I mean, some of the camera work's still not great. I don't yeah. know. I should ask you this question. What kind of red tape is there with kind of trying to push out Kevin Dunn? Because Hunter's, you know, talked on the Austin podcast about, uh, oh, we have to get the the, the new uh, generation of production crew ready. Kevin Dunn's getting old. He was joking around about it. But Kevin um, Dunn's got years of seniority. Like, I imagine it's probably so not that easy. A lot of people had initially expected that he would probably get the boot too. Uh, but I was uh, told that the person who could have replaced him was cut last year. And they go. would have to do some pretty pretty hardcore groveling to get them back from what I understand. I also noticed that the A&E specials that Dunn is one of the executive producers. Mm -hmm. I caught, I caught that watching A&E yep. the other day. So there's a lot to it. What else did they ask? Did I, do I think there's a momentum shift? Did they say? Yeah. Do you think there's a momentum shift? No, I, I, I think that they're very much, I shouldn't say a completely different audience, but the audiences are somewhat different. When you, when yeah. you look at the age demo, uh, Ross, he's older than dynamite does. Uh, no, I, I don't think there's really been a momentum shift. If anything, I think pro wrestling as a whole, as we talked about, has momentum and I think uh, is healthier overall. But it's not like you're seeing the dynamite number tank just because Raw's got yeah. Better. Get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We would greatly appreciate it. Jimmy, you don't draw as much as me doing the, the just, hey, super chat, and I'll talk about whatever you want shows. How does that make you feel? What shows are you talking about? When you're not on the show, you're like, find a replacement. I never find a replacement. I do oh. a show. I do a show called What Do You Guys Want to Talk About? And I'm just like, hey, guys, super chat me, yeah. and I'll talk about whatever you want. And we, we do good numbers, Jim. That's cool, man. I, I'm, I'm, that's fine with – like, if you want, I'll do this every other week if you want. No, John. no, that's okay. You owe us some uh, Q&As on Fightful Select, too, by the way. Oh, do I? Do I? Okay. Yeah, Graph City's doing one this week, though, guys, so check it out. Oh, yeah, I meant to – I was going to jump on that and say, you almost sounded like you said, ask Rhapsody. Well, either way, uh, get in those super chats, get in those number chats. We are uh, going to be live on the list goes on on Fightful Select right after this. Also today on Fightful Select, I'll have some pretty interesting women's wrestling news. Tracy says, do you think if AEW moved to a 90-minute show at 6.05 on Saturday, did a studio show similar to that, more promos and storylines and Rampage? They already got a studio show. Uh, they've got... They've got uh, dark, dark elevation whenever they need to do it for that. But I, I don't know that 605 on a Saturday will necessarily do any more business. Ultimately, it's where Dino, where TNT wants them to be. Could they do more viewers at 9 p.m. on a Thursday? Yeah, absolutely. But it's where they want this show to be. So they feel like this show would do better numbers than whatever else is on at 11 p or 10 p.m. on a Friday. I think 605 would draw more, but I think it might skew older. Yeah, I think that's true so, as well. Yeah, it, and you know, that's a question. Like, have you have you heard anything about, do they have targets for Rampage? I haven't have you heard, ever heard that. about anything like that? No, I okay. haven't heard that. Um, okay. I have not. We got Nicholas saying, uh, oh, but yeah, Nicholas saying, if uh, Johnny comes back to WWE, when do you think it'll be? If Bray returns, when do you think he returns? I think Bray maybe later this year. I think Johnny maybe in the fall. I, I expect Johnny Gargano to come back to WWE. I think that they can probably offer him the most money right now, provide the greatest creative, although I think he'd fit in amazingly with best friends in AEW. I think he would be great with Orange Cassidy, Chuck, and Trent, but I guess we'll see. 
Did you see we'll see. Uh, did you see on Raw when Ziggler and Theory were brawling and the gloved hand came out in the back? Yeah. And everybody, everybody was like, Bray Wyatt. And it was Dexter Loomis. Yeah, it was Dexter Loomis. Yeah. The, the funniest thing that I saw last Monday were people tweeting and they said, see, what you don't realize is the wreck and Dexter Loomis are connected. And I'm like, no shit, genius. No shit, genius. Good job. Well done. <laughs> Well, they, they, and these are people that have been like absolute jerks to me and they have been so like smooth brained by how WWE will just bonk, bonk, bonk them over the head with everything that like a little bit of subtlety and they think they turn into Sherlock Holmes or Gil Grissom or something. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Come on, man. So let me ask you about Sasha. We already kind of touched upon it. Sure. Uh, so she was at the She-Hulk premiere. I don't know why. Maybe because she did the Mandalorian. I don't know. Uh, Someone asked her and Naomi on the street that that TMZ style thing, you know, when are you going to come back? And of course, they didn't respond to it. Although Naomi was really cool to the guy, uh, but she, but of course, they didn't respond to it. Do you feel like the door is open a lot wider now with with uh, with Hunter there? And does your sense is your sense that they will come back? Because yeah, Dasha seems back. like she's digging the mainstream stuff right now. Yeah, I think they'll they'll come back, and I think that she's. I, I assume it's her agent or something, but her agent or whoever reps her and gets her on Hot Ones and Good yep. Mythical Morning, and Kevin Hart's show. They're very good at their job. I just want to say that whoever's doing that and getting her into the She Hulk premiere red carpet and stuff like that, they're very good at their job. So uh, she's got the right people that she's working with right now, and I mean her buzz has only grown. Yep, right, hundred percent. Yep, yep. What are your thoughts on the fact that Naomi was standing right next to her at the She-Hulk premiere? That sort felt of, to me uh, like that was that was deliberate. That was like a PR thing to me. Sort of nixes a lot of that. Oh, she coaxed Naomi into it. Naomi is a grown woman, mm -hmm. an adult with a decade plus year career who can make her own damn decisions. She is, I find it hard to believe that Naomi is going to be coaxed or influenced by anybody. I think that that woman is, is more than obviously more than capable of making her own decisions and is very good at making her own decisions. So, right. Right. I, I'm right. glad King King of the North says Ricky, the steamboat dragon <laughs> tonight pop. That was uh, what two gold Scorpio would always call him in shoot interviews. He would call it, go Ricky, the steamboat dragon. I loved it. I Cold loved stone, it. Cold stone. Yeah. Awesome. I loved it. What else you got, Jimmy? Uh, well, I want to plug Know Your News. So this week, uh, knowyournews.com, I did Know Your News tonight with Andrew Zarian, which was really cool. I love that I get to... <laughs> you know what? I'm cool with you doing it because I'm going to isolate this and somehow use it. I don't do audio, though, Sean. I don't do audio. I respect that. But Andrew Zarian was the guest on uh, Know Your News tonight this week. Uh, that was cool. Uh, Alex and Kate, they reviewed the... the what was it? The return of... of Killer Tomatoes, I think it was called. The Attack of Killer Tomatoes. No, The Return of the Killer Tomatoes with George Clooney. That's what they uh, covered this week on His Get Best Film, honestly. Was it the best thing he ever did? Yeah. yeah. And Unsportsmanlike with uh, Greg Cherry and Jarrett Bailey talking about uh, the week of stupidity in sports. Knowyournews.com or YouTube.com slash knowyournews. Check it out. Oh, wow. Uh, hey, we're heading over to FightfulSelect.com right now. We've got the list goes on. Until next time, guys, we're out.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.